After a long day of fun, guests often forget where they left their car. Instead of leaving tired guests forlorn and wandering, members of the parking lot cast came up with a service patch. Since the parking lots are filled in order, the tram drivers started keeping a simple list of what row they were working at, what time in the morning. So if guests can remember about what time they arrived, which they usually can, a cast member can tell them where they parked. Be Our Guest, Perfecting the Art of Customer Service by the Walt Disney Company. This week on Slice of Disney, guest relations and VIP tours with former cast member Victoria. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I am your co-host, occasional Disney-goer Will Lentz, and real-life Chip. Off the old block. That's what they used to call my dad when he was a kid, and also it's in Beauty and the Beast. Chip, uh, be our guest. So that was the long, convoluted way of saying, hello, Kelly. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, they used to call my dad Chip. Really? Yeah. That's funny. They called him Chip Off the Old Block. Chip Off the Old Block. Because I was thinking it was like, Chip Off the Old Shoulder. Yeah, maybe. Could be that too. I think it was <laughs> Off the Old Block. Uh, well, um, that was a really long way of starting your intro. You know, I like to uh, keep you on your toes. I, apparently. Um, mine, I, I get to say pretty much the same thing most days. Yeah, Because, I mean, I am. I'm Tinkerbell. Actually... I was just at Disneyland on Friday, and I was really hoping to get a video, but I missed it. Um, but Alice uh, and then Tinkerbell were, like, really close to each other. Oh, yeah. Um, and But there's a pretty big crowd, so I couldn't manage to get a good video. But it made me laugh because I was like, it's both of me. It's just me everywhere right now. And that's fun. Well, who knows? Maybe you'll get a chance to do that uh, next week. Or tomorrow. Why don't you tell everybody where you're going? <laughs> um, well... Uh, I'm about to go to Disneyland and for the evening, and then I have a day, and then I'm going to Disney World. That's very exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, it's going to be a really good family trip. We used to do that before the pandemic. We would spend Thanksgiving at Disney World, and that would be like our once-a-year trip. Mm-hmm. But um, Are there any big like like uh, Thanksgiving Day dinner type things that happen there? Yeah. Tell um, me about it. I love Thanksgiving uh, food. Right? Actually, my poor parents, um, because we're DVC members. Um, so my parents are, and then now uh, I've also become one. And my they do a DVC dinner for Thanksgiving, and they have like singers, and the food is so good. I swear to God, it was the best turkey I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And my parents were like, okay, rude. But <laughs> yeah, turkey's hard. It is really hard. It's hard because it's not generally good. And so like you have to do it exactly right to get it to be good. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, it's standard turkey. It's fine. Yeah. No, I mean, my parents' turkey is good, but this was like. I'm sure. Oh, I'm my. Sure. It was like, I don't even like meat. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is delicious. Yeah. Um, So we have done that. Before my corn allergy, um, we used to go to Liberty Tree Tavern, which mm-hmm. is in uh, Liberty Square. Okay, sure. And it's very American food, and but has a lot of Thanksgiving type foods. Uh, and it's a sit down buffet, so you don't get up. They bring the buffet to you, and you can just keep ordering as much food as you want. And it's a, I can't really eat there anymore. There's nothing accommodating yeah. for me. But um, now, over the last many years, because we've been doing this tradition for a long time, um, we just eat at the condo. Oh. My parents drive down. They bring their roaster. That sounds lovely, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Sometimes we'll go to the parks after. Sometimes we'll just play games. But I'm I'm very excited to go. I love Disneyland. Yeah. Obviously. It sure. is my obviously. favorite, my home. But in terms of the holiday decorations, Disney World Magic Kingdom is perfection. I can't wait to see pictures from it because obviously I haven't been in some time. But uh, that looks, that's going to be really fun. Oh, I'm so excited. Enough enough about me, Will. How was your day? I never imagined that you would say that. No, stop it. Um, <laughs> I'm really, really excited. I'm excited for this guest. And, you know, we, we interview all kinds of people. And I think that's very fun for me. You know, we interview some people, you know, of name, you know, these getting to interview actors, Mark Silverman, getting to interview Jeff. And um, now 
we get to also have some more intimate conversations with people who are there on the daily, yeah. everyday basis. And so I'm super excited because we have a former cast member who worked there for quite some time and worked in guest relations and VIP tours. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the behind the scenes stuff. I, I mean, that's... I feel like that's the people who are like really in it, yeah. having to deal with yeah. all of us guests every day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so without further ado, we would love to welcome our guest, Victoria. Well, we are super excited today because we have a very special guest. Um, full transparency, I met this wonderful human at a concert and of course, start talking about Disney. So we are welcoming former cast member uh, who was doing guest relations and VIP tour guides, Victoria. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hi, Victoria. Hi. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I am very excited because she wore a Disney shirt in the spirit of the podcast. Specifically Disney Cruise Line. Oh, Oh, that's fancy. Little Sailor Mickey. I've never been on one of the cruises. Oh my gosh. I've only been on one and you have to go. They're amazing. We interviewed a guest and it was like that Shout out to Brandon. Yeah. Hey, Brandon. Um, He was like, no, this is the greatest thing ever. And he likes it even more than the parks sometimes. It's a lot of fun. I mean, granted, I've only ever been on other crappy carnival cruises. (laughs) So Disney cruises are a lot better. Oh, there's just so much to do, like for adults and kids. You could literally send your kids away and then go have your own adult time. And it's just amazing. Oh, man. Sounds like the way to do it. Lots I know, to right? eat, lots to drink. That's that's what you want to do, right? Well, I, I kind of said it a second ago, but I'll continue. So I'm at this concert where people, it's a very big concert. Don't It was, you know, the first time I'd like been at a big event. And of course, we're just like standing around and we meet these two like awesome girls. And then first, of course, like Disney comes up and she told me she just finished working there. Yes. Yeah. I had literally just quit Disney probably like a couple months before that or like month and a half before that. And, uh, you know, it, Disney's. And you celebrated by going to a concert. I did, well, I did, I did. Uh, for anybody out there that has ever wondered if Kelly really is the, like, I'm going to talk about Disney all the time, anywhere I am, that thing this <laughs> This was out. not a Disney concert, <laughs> by the way. Disney we were concert. not at a Disney concert. This was totally different. <laughs> the, art, the artist is called Porter Robinson, if anyone is interested. <laughs> Very um, different from Disney. Yeah. But it was this, it was this funny moment where, um, you know, I love getting to talk to cast members when I'm there and have made a lot of cast member friends, but unfortunately, they're in a position where they can't really share their stories about working there. So you worked there for a long time, right? I did. It was about eight and a half years before I left. Wow. And that was at Disneyland. I've also done the Disney College program over in Florida, and so, that kind of was the start of my Disney career. So they, the college program is only for Florida? So they actually have the college program here oh, at okay. Disneyland too. So it's um, both coasts and I honestly recommend it to anybody that can do it because it's one of the most amazing programs. Well, what is it? Because I know we've talked a little bit. um, We've talked to some people before that have done it, and I just never had a really clear picture for what it is. So, like, it's you're in college and you're also working there, or what? How how did it look like for you? So you can either you have to have done at least a semester of college, whether it be community college or you know a university of any sort. uh, Do one semester, and then you can take a semester off to go do the college program and you're there, you're living there, working there full time, or you can do it after you've graduated. And I did it, I took a break and I went and I was there for about six months, five and a half months. Now when you're there, are you like training up to specialize in certain areas or is it just kind of like a here's a work credit sort of situation. Not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. So it is kind of like you can get college credit if your college accepts it mm-hmm. and you can take actually classes as well while you're there. Oh. So they do have like ones that are geared more towards like Disney history, which was a lot of fun. I took one of those. <laughs> Kelly's yeah. And you get school. a certificate, your doctorate. <gasps> oh my oh, God. Okay. Yes. Okay, that's yes. perfect. Amazing. It, uh, yeah, it was so much fun. And then they also have like classes uh, where it can help you with your like college degree or like building your resume and cover letter and business cards and stuff. So it's actually really neat. Oh, that's really cool. Do you find that um, people that 
do that program more often than not end up working for Disney afterwards? Like I'm trying to think of like why for like after yeah. I do have friends that have been working there or that work there afterwards. It does happen a lot where they just continue on. And then there are others where they just go back home because people are traveling all over the U.S. to be able to go either to Disneyland or Disney World to work and do this program. Do they set you up? Like, can you kind of choose, I want to work in this department or are you going to get there and it's all going to be a surprise? So when I had applied, you kind of check mark which departments or which locations you would want to work for. And then when you interview over the phone, you let them know, oh, I would love to do this or this. And then you find out what you're going to get like through email or once you get there. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So like, I'd be so anxious waiting to find out what I was going to be doing. I was um, like, I don't want custodial. No, no, no. <laughs> I got attraction, so that was fun. I worked at the Seas with Nemo and friends in Epcot. It was the best experience. I we have a a friend who um, we we interviewed, and she is a veterinarian in zoos, and so she worked at Animal Kingdom. And before she worked at Animal Kingdom, she worked at the Seas. The Seas is so much fun. I love it. Like I have a passion for Nemo now and of course because of that like Epcot is my tried and true like I love 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 Epcot because of you know being biased and working there (laughs) no I think we've had a lot of people who seem like Epcot is the favorite if I didn't work at Epcot Animal Kingdom would be my favorite but you know I worked at Epcot so they're they're right up there together I mean they're awesome so I'm assuming you had to have been into Disney since an early age then if you wanted to do the college program yeah I've been in love with Disney. I mean, born and raised Southern California. So of course, like everybody been going to the parks since I was an infant. There's actually this cute picture of my mom holding me as a baby with uh, Belle and the Beast. Aww. It's so cute. (laughs) And so of course, every probably year, every other year, like my family and I would be, would go to the parks and go to Disneyland. And then probably around like middle school, my aunt got my cousins and my grandmother got me a pass and so we were just going all the time and then probably about when I was 18 and had my first job I was able to pay for my own pass yeah you were at that point (laughs) I got the highest level pass so I could go any day and at that point I had a car and I was literally going once a week so see you guys would have been oh my god I well yeah I maybe go once a week too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when she came in, I was like, I know I want you to understand I have more interest than Disney, but I am going to Disney after we record and going to Disney World next week. So <laughs> yeah. um, it's a problem. Yeah. Um, well, I I definitely get that sentiment because I grew up doing that, um, but didn't do the college program. Um, you missed to, out. I know. <laughs> was it? Was it like a fun social scene too? Like oh, people that all yeah. work, that that's that's kind of yes, what I feel like. Because you're there the just cool for part. all the college people, yeah. And it's they even make events at like the different housing communities that they have specifically for college program kids. So you're literally living with other college students, yeah. in the same apartment in the same apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds amazing. It does. Yeah. It, it sounds like. So you know, it's literally partying all the time. Yeah. It's like summer camp, but at Disney. Yeah. It's Yeah. I think when the I. The best time to go is either around the time you turn 21 or just after <laughs> you turn 21. Because yeah. that's what happened with me. Yeah. And I had my 21st birthday at Epcot and it oh, was man. so much fun. That sounds great. Yeah. I feel like once you graduate college, everyone kind of wants to live in college again. You're like, oh, I got to live around people that aren't my age and work a job. And this feels like kind of a fun little like, you know, instead of going to grad school, let's do the Disney thing, yeah, party, yeah. hang out, work. That's well, fun. And it feels like it set you up for a good spot because um, you went ahead and continued to work there for eight and a half years. So yeah. that's a long time. <laughs> so once I got done with the college program and got back home, I was really trying to work at Disneyland because I was like, why not continue to work with Disney? And so it was a few months before I got hired at Disneyland because I wanted to go back into attractions. I didn't want to wait for, you know, some other area. And so I got hired in finally and I started working in Tomorrowland. Ooh, which, what attraction? I started out at Star Tours. Oh, okay. And I did the submarines. I was finding say, Nemo again. I was of hoping course. you made your way back to Nemo. <laughs> I had to, yes. And then also the monorail. Oh, oh, that'd be so fun. There's so, I, the monorail here is so tiny. 
Yeah. But I don't know. It's history. I'm like, I, I took my roommate on it for the first time recently and I was like, Bob Gurr, this is his baby. And he's like, I have no idea what you're saying to me. <laughs> I I did not maybe know that there was a monorail at Disneyland. And then and then I saw like you posted some stuff on Instagram from that. And I was like, is she already in Florida? Like <laughs> she didn't tell me. Did she go early? I wouldn't have been shocked. But, well, the monorail yeah. has been closed too since oh. you know Disneyland reopened after, yeah. you know, pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the monorail's kind of hidden. It's not really super visible it really just only goes in a couple areas of the park yeah so you but it, i don't know there's something magical when you see it go by mm-hmm. it, it just adds to the atmosphere um so you started doing the attractions then what happened so i did attractions for a year and a half and i kind of always knew that like i wanted guest relations to be an end goal specifically like be a vip tour guide mm-hmm. so i gave myself a year in attractions ended up being a year and a half and then was able to transfer into guest relations and was there for the rest of my Disney career. Was that hard to get into guest relations? Not necessarily. So at the time you just had to have worked in the parks and then you did an interview and they would see, you know, if you would be a good fit. And then later on down the line, they made it where it was like kind of a open entry or what's the word? I guess not off the street, you know, where you could literally interview <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and be a new hire straight into guest relations. Oh, okay. Yeah. And not have to already have worked in the parks. I just feel like from an outsider's perspective who has never worked at Disney, um, it's like the plaids mm-hmm. are like, that's like, you know, the goal, I guess. Like that's, that seems like the fanciest job you can have. I mean, that was how I thought about it too. <laughs> That's the fan. That's the uh, customer relations. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. The plaids. I've Pla- seen. I've seen also, the vests and stuff. Yep. I just didn't know that's what they were called. Cool. Everybody like that doesn't work in guest relations. Always calls them plaids. But uh-huh. once you get into guest relations, you're like, no, we're <laughs> guest relations cast members. Love we are that. not just plaids. <laughs> we're so much more. Than we're the, so much the more pattern than that. On yeah. our shirts. So much more than our outfits. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fun. Uh, is that so? Is guest relations not like? What everyone's goal is then at the parks? I think it depends. Some people are literally at Disney because it's a job. Mm-hmm. And so they're only there for, you know, a couple of years and they're not there to make it necessarily a career of theirs. Guest relations can be a stepping stone for some people um, if they want to move up within the company and get, you know, leader roles, management roles, such, such and such like that. But guest relations is quite quite the show over there. Yeah. I feel like I deal with guest relations people a lot, good and bad. You know, I do think, um, and anyone who's listening, I think this is really important. Every trip, I like to go at the end of the night and like compliment, give compliments to different cast members. Just because once I found out that it actually makes a difference, it's like, why not? It takes five minutes and, Mm -hmm. you know. There's like a form you fill out or are you like going up to each person and being like, you are great at this? (laughs) That's one way. Yeah, Yeah, that's one way. Because I feel like that would not matter as much, but maybe like more for their personal feelings. Yeah. Yeah. No, we go, you have to go to the guest relations, you know, on Main Street. Yeah, City Hall, Chamber of Commerce, depending on Disneyland or California Adventure. And you were actually able to go to any of like the guest relations info locations too Mm. at one point to be able to give a guest compliment. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I think that there's some positive things that happen, but I feel like you're probably getting a lot of um, stress. Yeah, there's a lot of negative and unfortunately like the negative does outweigh the positives sometimes. So that's why we always love when guests come in to do guest compliments because they're mm-hmm. there for a positive thing. They they had a wonderful time. Someone made their trip or their experience A plus, magical, like amazing. And we love hearing about that. But unfortunately there are times where, you know, the negative outweighs the positive. I mean, you were there for so long though. Dealing with guests on a daily basis does was that taxing after a while yeah I did get pretty jaded uh (laughs) towards the end of my Disney career and I was just like I need to get out of here like it's it's just too much I feel like there are just so many people that go there and they feel very very entitled yeah as you know guests and park goers it's like yeah we understand Disney has like a very high standard but sometimes they just can be a little mean (laughs) oh yeah I mean (laughs) You see it even 
just from an outsider's perspective, you see it all the time. Yeah. Um, and I will say that guest relations has to be so hard because everyone always has a smile on, on their face. I've only had one guest relations person ever who was like really mean. And I was like, I'm, I want to go cry. Oh, no. like, I didn't know how to handle it. Yet she just kind of attacked me and I, I had to like run away to my friends and be like, can we go to a different stand? This lady was Aww. scary. Oh no. <laughs> she was just, she older or younger? She was younger. Oh, okay. I, she felt like she was just like over it. Like maybe she had had a long day. Maybe that was me way back when. No. Could have been. <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> it wasn't you. I work in tech and so we have like customer success teams and they're like a, the guest relations in, in the same kind of way. Yeah. And like bless their souls because the stuff they have to deal with it seems so people stressful people are needy yeah but people they also so like needy. one of the things that i see is like they will often you know be empowered to say okay well you can give like a discount on this month or whatever that might kind of be mm-hmm. Do, is that kind of the same thing at disney where like you guys have like a certain like if they're upset you can give them this kind of thing or is it just Everything has to be is, more of a was kind of a just a case-by-case basis gotcha, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. there so for example if like these people, you know, a group or a family or a couple, what, whatever it may be, they just got into the park and it is hot. It's super crowded mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like they are not having a good time if they go to guest relations and let them know like, hey, we're not having a great time. Is it possible to come back another time? Mm-hmm. So as long as it's within like, uh, you know, however long, you're not there for half a day. Right. And, you know, right. Like, like I said, everything's a case by case basis. Like there's stuff that, you know, guest relations can help out and do in that case. So it just, it, it depends. Well, I, I definitely want to hear some guest relations stories because I'm curious. Uh, but first, how, what is the training like to get into guest services? It's a lot different once I left than when I originally was in guest relations. So at first you would start off at just city hall and chamber of commerce. So they would start you training and it was, I think four or five days of training, four days of training. And so you're having to learn all the systems within the computer. You're having to learn the systems with, of course, like the DOS, as well as, you know, now there's all the new fast pass systems and, you know, countless things now that I don't even know how to work anymore. And then of course, just being able to talk to guests, speak to guests, listen to them, know how to respond and that aspect. Now there's also clumping in the other areas of guest relations. So working in the guest info locations, there's also lost and found. That's a part of guest relations. And also the guest relations window that is, you know, right outside the California gates of California Adventure. Oh. Were you finding that you would still want to go um, at like, you know, you're seven years into working there? Are you like still like, oh, let's plan a trip to go and like uh, have fun at Disney or is it did become work? I'd say at the beginning, yes, I was there a lot. And then as the years progressed, I kind of started going less and less and sure. that's to Disneyland. However, mm-hmm. I would always love going back to Disney World oh. and I would try and go, you know, whenever I could uh, be able to get time off and to be able to afford to go. Yeah. Do, they, do they give you any discounts for Disney World when you work at Disneyland? Yeah. So of course, oh, okay. like we get in, you know, to the parks for free as a cast member, unless you're blocked out, hmm. which I feel like nowadays they're all blocked out. Uh, even the annual pass people get blocked I out know. most of the time. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they, Disney is just that meme of um, Jenny Slate going, money please. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> even with the... So every year, a couple times a year, you get comp tickets and those are supposed to be used, you know, at any time for you can give them away or you can use them, but they're tickets to be able to use. And those now, right now, I can't get a reservation at all for them. It's so annoying. And I'm like, they're supposed to be like regular tickets. Why can't I get a reservation to go? Well, people are finding, I think, the same thing with like the annual passes, like the like, I mean, I'm sure Kelly can speak to this more, but. You know, some of our friends that have like the like top tier annual pass are like, I paid this much money and I can't ever go because yeah. they're uh, like, because everything is reserved. And I can't get a reservation. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I gave them $1,400 so that I can go whenever I want. Mm-hmm. And so far, every day in December is blacked out. And yeah. so if you are someone who wants to frequently go and instead of just a once a month situation, it's really hard to plan in advance. Yeah. You kind of have to just like check every night and then spontaneously be able to go but you know people have work and yeah it's hard to be that spontaneous so even for today 
you know, I was like, I have a lot going on. I don't know if I should go. But then if I cancel my reservation, I could get penalized, you know. You can get penalized for canceling a reservation now? If you, if you cancel three times in like 60 or 90 days, I can't remember which one it is, um, you get blocked out for oh a while. And I'm like... That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand that. I mean, it, it's to prevent people from just like reserving a bunch, not knowing whether they not they can go. But like, it still is like, but it's, it's still, still like, bad practices. Yeah. Happen. yeah, right. I, I don't know. yeah, it's not a, it's not a good approach. I can just tell you that's why they're. Yeah, I never it. looked into like the annual passes that or like the new magic keys mm-hmm. yeah. that came about because you know I was leaving Disney and I wasn't going to be going, sure. and also like it just seems. Like so much. Yeah, and it seems like they still got a lot of uh, kinks Kink. to work out of the system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do you have a pass? That, like, does your even when you um, leave the company, do you have a pass that will continue for the rest of the year, or is it like once you're done? Once you're done, you're done. Like oh. you print your comp tickets, and then that's all you got. Oh uh, wow. Oh man. Yeah. So you'll eventually get to use your comp tickets. <laughs> I have two that expire the end of this year, which oh. that's why I've been trying to like find a reservation and go. And I want to go with my boyfriend, but... <laughs> and us, and us. Yeah, well, if <laughs> we her. can get a reservation, let's go. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I think that that's such an issue. And I, I have friends that work there that are like, yeah, I can't go. Like, mm-hmm. one of the perks of working here is having this pass. and Is being able to go yeah. for free, yeah. And, and I'm guessing, too, you know, that this, the making it harder for people to go also probably makes it harder for people that are in guest relations because there it increases that level of like entitlement and expectation of like mm-hmm. well it's not as easy for me to go so therefore everything has to be perfect the yeah. time I go and then oh no I saw a person wearing a shirt I didn't like and I'm upset about it yeah, yeah. yes especially like I mean sorry annual pass holders but they're like the most entitled people yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Kelly no I I don't think I speak truth I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually like, gone and complained I have at Disney World yeah. It was, like, about technical stuff, though. Yeah. I mean, um, like, hey, my pass isn't showing up on the app. And I had this reservation. Like, well, we can't find it. And I'm like, well, I need you to figure it out because I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, that's a technical thing. And it's not, like, everything's broken down. This cast member was rude to me. Mm -hmm. I want a refund. I want you to give me free food. Mm. (laughs) Like, literally. Yeah. Um, Do you have any stories that stick out from your time there? There's one that I think is pretty funny and pretty ridiculous that, you know, sticks out till now. (laughs) So I was working in Chamber of Commerce and I think it was sometime in the afternoon. It wasn't, you know, a very busy time. And this lady comes in and she is very upset that the Starbucks on Buena Vista Street charged her for the extra caramel that she ordered in her Starbucks Uh drink when the... Starbucks that she goes to normally at, you know, next to her home Uh does not. (laughs) Amazing. So she wanted to go go and complain about like the extra 50 cents. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I can go get you 50 cents. I can give you a dollar and you can go buy a jar of caramel. (laughs) Like really, lady? Like that's what you're coming in to complain about of all the things. Like you're here and you're so privileged to be in Disneyland and to buy a Starbucks in Disneyland. That's so funny. And, and yeah. also to compare it to your local Starbucks, because it's like, you probably go there a lot. Yeah, and they so probably they give know it to you. you. And they yeah. know you, yeah. right. That's very funny. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Um, Starbucks has really good water. I like their water. It's a very Cups. distinct taste. Yeah, right? Is that? Sorry. I feel like it's all Starbucks. <laughs> I, I honestly thought you were being weird, but then no, apparently it's true. It's true. It's true. Huh. I, I didn't know. And Watch, do a taste test. I will One try. Day. Yeah. You One could day. do One a day. taste test specifically at Disney about water. For our Patreon listeners. Yes. We'll have <laughs> We're going to do a taste February test. February water tasting. I actually, also Florida water. That Yeah. Florida water is Not rough. great. Yeah. Really bad. Really yeah. bad. You cannot. That must be why there's so many like weird Florida people. It but might be. That's why got to be something in the water. The Florida man uh, always in the news. Do you know, do you yep. know the reason behind the Florida man? No. Uh, it's because I think there's like a, there's like a, a law that applies to journalism within Florida where you can't pe- publish people's names like that are accused of crimes. And so therefore they have to keep it anonymous and therefore it became, becomes like Florida man or Florida woman. Whereas like around here or in other places they're allowed to, they have different verbiage they can use, but because they have to do that in Florida, it's just, there's so many articles that are like Florida, Florida man, man did crazy thing. <laughs> I love that. It became a funny thing. Me too. I love it. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, do you have any other stories or typical things that would happen, good or bad, that you would want people coming to the parks to think about or know? 
So. Well, I guess another story of something that had happened to me, and this wasn't even in guest relations. This was when I was still working in attractions in Tomorrowland. And when you work attractions, you also work like crowd control and the parades and fireworks. Ooh. And so there was one night where there's the walkway going on the right hand side of the castle towards like the Matterhorn. Mm -hmm. And so part of that gets used for firework viewing. And then the other, there's a very small pathway that gets used for a walkway. And so they have poles and ropes that, you know, are set up to designate the two different areas. And there's this little ledge and that was part of the walkway. And so of course, I'm, you know, it was before fireworks started, maybe like 20 minutes or so. And so of course our job is to let people know, like this is a walkway, if you wanna watch, you gotta be on the other side of the rope, blah, blah, blah. And so I go up to this man, older white man, and his son sitting on the ledge. And I'm like, sir, we need you to go onto the other side of the rope if you're you know, gonna watch the fireworks or please continue, this is not a viewing area. We can't have you sitting there. And so then finally, after I tell him a couple times, then he gets up and he literally shoves me oh right my where goodness. my shoulder is. And it was like, no, you do your job. There's oh. something along the lines of that. I'm and trying I'm like, to do my job, which is to I get was you like to move. maybe 22, 23 at that time. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah. Man. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. An Man. adult male shoving yeah. a young 22-year-old. Because he had, he's like, no, because I Because I was telling here. him yeah. what to do. And doing your yeah. job. Literally doing my job. <laughs> That's wild. I, yeah. I do think as a observer, the fireworks and parade entitlement is very funny. It brings out the worst in people. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I deserve this spot right here. And you can't tell me different. And, and I decided this five minutes ago. Yeah. After the fireworks <laughs> already started. <laughs> and I will die on this hill. Yes. Yeah. And Especially 4th of July fireworks. Oh my gosh. There yeah. was another time where it was just so bad that there were just so many people. Like I had to hop in the planter with oh. the tree because the crowds were just so insane. I'm like, I can't be in this and i was like in a section by myself trying to like crowd control and there was literally a single file line and at that point i was like i gotta get out of here That's it was literally rough. fourth of july oh my That's god wild. yeah i i'm wondering if as a like more petite woman if it's harder to take authority in those big crowds like if the ca if cast members get pushed around a little bit more yeah i mean i would have to assume so yeah yeah i try to use my voice as loud as i could <laughs> yeah i can make my voice very loud and very authoritative. I feel sometimes, maybe. But uh, <laughs> I try to as much as I could. But, like, there were just so many people. Like, it was just not worth it. Yeah. Nobody was listening. Everybody was getting mad. So I was like, screw this. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that – there was there something that you always tried to do to make guests feel special um, working in guest relations? Of course. I always just give them that, like, Disney smile, you know trying to really help them and just listen and understand. And I feel like that's really what I was doing in guest relations mostly, like taking the time to actually listen to, if they're there, you know, upset yeah. about something, actually listening to them mm -hmm. before just straight up responding and being like, oh, no this or no that, or, you know, seeing if I can actually help them in any way. Because Sometimes that's, yeah, all you need is someone to listen to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's the thing too, when people come in and then they start yelling at us, it's like, we don't want to help you if you're going to be yeah. negative and already starting to yell. But if you want to have a conversation about what's going on, we will give you the world. Like we will help you out yeah. in any way, shape or form. Yeah. What was the most, uh, assuming that it's not the caramel piece and maybe it is, uh, what's, the, what's the most absurd uh, complaint? So there was um, one night, It was I was there closing at City Hall. And I was standing on the porch of City Hall and there's this little girl that comes up and she was asking, she comes up, she's like, hi, my name is, I don't even remember her name, but um, I'm doing a book report on Walt Disney and I oh, hope like you guys cute. have anything that, you know, you can help me with if you know anything about Walt Disney. And at that point, like she was this cute little girl with her family and we literally like brought her in and gave her all of Disneyland. Like we were able to give her buttons to be able to give to her classmates. Aww. And then we gave her all these different like sheets with facts. And then we were able to even get her on the Lily Bell that evening. The what? Oh What's my that? God. So the Lily Bell, the... Um, Kelly clearly knows, but I don't. Yeah, but you'll find out. I'm excited. The caboose, oh. right? It's of the train. I don't know the name of it. It's so the, horrible. It's the... 
Um, there's one train. And so one of the cabooses is like an old dining car. Oh. I've heard mixed things. So I, I met a girl whose family was best friends with the Disneys. And so her version of Disneyland was like wild. And I... Oh, I bet. I was really crazy. And she says that like they have like a full bar like in that. In the Lily Bell? But that's the only person I've ever heard that from. I mean, not now. Maybe <laughs> like when Walt was around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she, she swears that she's like, I go and like they, I get this and like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow. No. She's taking you no. for a ride. She might be. There's that's a very fine. good chance. But she did have a lot of crazy stories. Um, they used to do like tours, guest relations, because there's also uh, guided tours, scripted guided tours. And one of them revolved the trains and going on the lily bell. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. I did want to ask about the VIP tour. Yeah. Guy. I know. I wanted to ease into that um, because in guest, you were doing guest relations. Mm -hmm. How did you get involved with doing the VIP tours? So I was in guest relations probably also about a year and a half before I applied to be a VIP tour guide because you do have to be in guest relations typically around a year or more. And then you um, have to show interest and apply and interview for it. Mm. So the interview was, I mean, not that crazy. Um, but the training was just so much fun. It's literally going around, figuring out like the different access points for all the attractions. And then uh, for my group, we actually got to go up into Club 33 oh. and do our etiquette training because cool. we don't want our VIP tour guides to be eating all grossly with VIP tour guests. Oh, So you got fun. to go to Club 33 to train how to eat food? Well, kind of. We got up there, we saw it, and then we sat down and they talked to us about some etiquette and then we left. Oh, <laughs> It was so in the morning and it was like before the yeah. club opened. and That's still really cool. That's yeah, really cool. that's yeah. like the only time I was up there. Yeah. And so what was your job in the VIP tours? Pretty much just showing guests around. So you are there as the guide, taking them around. So doing whatever attractions. It's solely based on what it is that they want to do with their day at Disneyland. And so specifically, are they like this VIP here typically will meet somebody that is very important, whether it's they have a lot of money or they're famous or something along those lines. Um, are they able to like cut in line by going through like certain access points? Or so what? you kind of cut in line mm -hmm. but not really because you are just going through fast pass sure so the vip tour guide is essentially your fast pass to all the rides cool you don't have to make the reservation you can go anytime any ride Dang. whenever you want that's nice but they it's costs a lot of money right it does yeah so you do have to pay an hourly rate mm -hmm. and when i left you had to pay for a minimum of seven hours and it was i think at most like seven hundred dollars an hour Oh my god! That's quite yeah, a bit. that's quite. A bit. Yeah, would you? Would it ever be free for celebrities? It depends. It can be. It depends. Uh, if like they have a partnership with Disney, so if they have a movie coming out or there's something going on, they can get a tour for free. But there's also times where they're paying for it. Yeah. Wow. I would imagine then some of those like some of those contracts. They're like, oh, yeah, that'd be a cool little perk to throw yeah. into somebody's uh, thing without it having to be actual money. Um, I know since Billy Crystal was a Disney legend, he kind of just got to go and do whatever he wanted. I mean, good for him. I know. <laughs> I, I never hosted him, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, like, so when was it specifically that you left? I left actually earlier this year. Okay, so this was probably, you know, over the past year, year and a half, maybe even two years, we've started to see like a general f feeling about the brand of Disney has changed to some extent, especially being a lot of like, we like m magic and money. And uh, now it's yeah. mainly, mainly money uh, with some magic. Yes. And I, I just want to know, like, is that, is that felt inside as well? Um, or is it more of like, or is like, is morale being affected by that? Like what's, how, what's the cast member view on that? I mean, yeah, kind of. You do notice like, some things backstage like so before I started working there they used to have a yearly Christmas party for cast members mm -hmm. and so it was in the evening and cast members would be able to go and bring like you know a few people with them family friends uh -huh. and 
I don't know how long it was before I started working there that they stopped doing that. So like that got cut and then, you know, some other things get cut, but you know, so is life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, and I've seen that in places I've worked before too, where it's like, oh, yeah. well, we just we didn't hit our numbers or we did hit our numbers, but for whatever reason, we're, we're cutting down on some of the benefits and stuff. And it, it's a bummer and it, it can like, you know, I, if it's not managed correctly, it can definitely start to like kind of poison the well within where everybody's like, well, I'm complaining about this and that. And that, yeah. that always gets tough. That I think wasn't as big of a deal That's as good. it was. Yeah. Like sometimes there are some people there who like to live in like the drama world of course. Mm, as of cast course. members are, you know, still feeling like it's high school and that kind of is yeah. not the best. And so... I mean, I've I've experienced that at my jobs, too. Yeah. And it's like, as long as we don't do it on Slack, we can gossip. (laughs) Because then people will read it. Well, back on the tour guide thing, because did you ever do any of the scripted tours? I tried to. So originally, when you first tried or would first uh, apply for being a VIP tour guide, you had to have known a scripted VIP tour or scripted tour, guided tour. Um. (laughs) And at that time, there were two tours. So you would either learn the, uh, oh my God, what were they called? I know one is Walk in Walt Disney's Footsteps. Not that one. They were like, they don't have these tours anymore. One, they were like kind of intro tours. So one um, was Discover the Magic. Could be. And then the other was um, Welcome to the Disneyland Resort. No. Oh, my God. I'm totally butchering that. I don't really remember the (laughs) names. Um, But anyway, so one was it was walking through both parks Mm -hmm. and kind of showing you where things were, how to work fast passes. And this was when fast pass machines were still a thing. And just kind of giving you a lay of the land, kind of tips and tricks for Disneyland. So if you're a first time goer and you've never been like it was a great couple hour tour. That's and that really one, cool. Yeah, it was actually really cool. You were able to get um, VIP viewing for Aladdin when that show was going on or I think one of the parades. And then you were also got like a couple of fast passes for a couple of rides. So it was a great deal because it wasn't a very expensive tour either. Especially if it, for a new goer. I mean, the Disney theme parks can be incredibly overwhelming. And yes. that's something I like talk to a lot of people about of like, if you, if you are trying to cram in absolutely everything and get on all the biggest rides, you're going to stress yourself out mm-hmm. and you're not going to have fun. Disney vacation or like a Disneyland or Disney world vacation is not a vacation where you relax and sleep. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's a great way for people to start, get the lay of the land, understand it, get a couple perks and then enjoy their days yeah and that one was very very scripted and then the other one was not so much scripted which i had originally wanted to learn that one it was kind of going around and you're it was geared more towards kids and kind of going on like a treasure treasure hunt mm-hmm. in disneyland oh that sounds cool yeah and that one seemed like a lot of fun and i really wanted to do that one because i have a terrible memory i can't remember memorize things like remembering a script is horrible for me <laughs> and so I was able to pass it just barely for my assessment for the um, tour. And then after that, I would was able to work and do the uh, VIP tours not too long after that. Okay. Um, yeah, I was wondering. I did do the walk in Walt Disney's footsteps a really long time ago with my family. And I loved it. It was a very interesting experience yeah um my nerdy self knew a lot of the things and that one is a lot of facts and a lot of dates i love it so that's she loves it i i can't remember <laughs> dates at all do you i mean uh, apologies if you don't because i know you mentioned you don't have a great memory but uh-huh. is there any like specific like cool fun fact that like you're like oh that's pretty neat that ever that was your favorite from giving tours i had like little tidbits here and there Actually, one of my favorite things to do on the tours, if there were kids, was to like tell fun Disney jokes. Oh, that's that funny. had nothing to do with like the parks. Yes, you know, just silly ones like one. why was why is Cinderella bad at sports? Why? Because she always runs away from the ball. Hey, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Like that's those, a good joke. those silly ones. My favorite one was why does Tigger always bounce on his tail? Why? Because he doesn't want to step on poo. Hey, <laughs> uh, that's also a great uh, one. Yeah. Oh. I love bad dad jokes those are those give me life and i don't know when you were uh working at disney world at the laugh floor would you go and give some of these jokes like turn them in no but just going there oh 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, I only did that a couple times. Um, but yeah, I loved it. It was so funny. It's, One time I went and I forget who it was that I was with. They were like the person that was supposed to buy the churros for the whole crowd. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> they were that person. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a, we haven't done that attraction yet, but yeah, it's I, very cute. I'm you excited. Would like it then. Yeah. Yes. I like churros. So there yeah. you go. Like, I, I'd like to know, I mean, unless there's one that you're about to say, I'm sorry. No. But, like, I think it'd be interesting to know, like, what can uh, a regular attendee do that can make your job easier? Like, obviously, like, giving great compliments question, is great. Will. But, yeah. like, uh, go in and just be open yeah. to, like, even just trying new things. Because, yeah, you know, you want to go on Space Mountain or Incredicoaster again and again, but, like, Try other things. Yeah. I love like the Animation Academy yes, and going. My yes, like Turtle Talk with Crush is so fun, so cute, and even like everyone bags on like Fantasyland sometimes with like, oh, they're such baby rides. They're so fun. Yeah, I love that. The only ride I refuse to go on is the canoes because I got more wet on that by kids messing around with their paddles than I did on Splash Mountain. Oh my god, we're gonna be best funny. friends. Ugh. Literally, the one ride I have never been on ever at Disneyland is the canoes. Yeah, it, but don't you're not missing much. We <laughs> we uh, we have a Patreon and so we do special episodes just for our Patreon subscribers and one of them was we had to make our own theme parks and one ride he could pick for my park to kind of like ruin it a little and yeah. I picked one for his and I put the canoes, the canoes in his. And I had nice. no idea what they were. I had to google them. Yeah, you have to like work for your ride. You yeah, have to, oh, you have to actually paddle. That seems and wild. half the time it looks so hot and I'm I would I assume And you're that, in the sun. Yes. Beaming sun. No, thank you. I'm assuming as a cast member that's probably not a job that people are looking for. Some are. Some are really Whoa. into that. Actually, into that- being a canoeist. And actually, fun thing. So for cast members, uh there's a certain time of year where they do canoe races. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So yeah. you can get a team of different cast members and it's like very early in the morning. That's why I never did it. <laughs> uh, you can go and you race other that's cast cool. members with the canoes. Are they on a track? I actually don't know that. Oh. I'm guessing not. But I don't know, maybe. But there's also like big boats going by. I True. Don't know. Well, the like, boats. I those are like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, those ones for sure. Those are pretty yeah. big. Those are, <laughs> little canoes yeah. would be tougher. Um, this reminds me of one other question before we get into like our, our typical end of ones. Um, you have a story that seems similar to Rachel's in a way too, where you like started in the program and you were like, I, there are certain things that I want to do and you communicated that you wanted to do it and they opened a path for you to do it that mm-hmm. way. Is that common? Um, because, you know, that's two for two that I've heard where like people have been able to say, I want to go here and Disney has supported them in getting you there or at least outlined like, these are the steps you need to take. I feel like as long as you have like, the right leaders and like mm-hmm. the right management and you're, you know, telling them about that, you know, your goals and what you want to do, like they can help you out. That's great. Yeah. Because I think that that's not always common. Sometimes we think about like, you know, as things become large corporations and stuff, it can yeah. maybe be harder for that to happen. But also like it's nice that they're like investing. that help. it is easier to move up over in Disney World just because it's so much better bigger and yeah. there's a lot more oh, okay. opportunity as opposed to Disneyland where there everybody has been there for so many years and I, the only like unless somebody retires then that's when they're opening. I was going to ask if Disneyland feels more like lifers that work there. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Very much so. Sounds. Yeah. Um did you have a VIP guest that was like your biggest guest that you were really excited about? Ooh, so I did have a few. Some of my favorites were Tyler Oakley. Okay. So, you know, YouTuber. He was so much fun, and he was just like how he was in his YouTube videos. So I love and adore him. Uh, one fun. of my favorites also was uh, Cascade, the DJ. Oh, yeah. I hosted cool. him once. Nice. He came for a little bit, but I mostly hosted um, his wife and kids and she is amazing and love her. Weirdly enough, not to interrupt you, and because I want to hear more of them, um, I used to nanny, and I took this little girl to a birthday party, and I had to stay at this like ginormous, gorgeous mansion, yeah. and I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Um, and though I'd listened to Cascade, I didn't know what he looked like, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this gorgeous house, it's a Mormon family, and uh, afterwards, my... Um, 
the dad came home and he's like, oh, do you know whose house you were at today? And I was like, no. He's like, it's, it's, a, it's like a DJ. does like that electronic music. <laughs> he's like, his Kelly's name is, favorite. yeah. And he was like, uh, he's like, his name is Cascade. And I was like, what? And you're like, no way. I just spent the cool. day at his house and I had no idea. That's like, fun. Yeah, it was wild. I posted like, of course, sports people. Yeah. And oh, I'm sure. I had no idea who the heck they were because I was sports. <laughs> but everybody else did. Yeah. There was one who he was like a football player and apparently a very popular one. And it was cool. And I really respected that. And everybody else did too. Like and whenever someone tried to come up to him and ask for a picture, he's like, no, no, no. Like I'm on family time. Oh, like, no. That's nice. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually really nice. But yeah. then, you know, like basketball people, you you sure. can spot them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A mile away. They're so freaking tall. Yeah. 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 Basketball people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sports people. You crushed it. No, you're great. Um, uh, was was there any time in the VIP tours? I could just keep asking you questions. I'm so curious. <laughs> so I hope that everyone else is enjoying these questions. Um, like that were had even more of that Disney entitlement, or were, was it more of a relaxed feel giving these VIP tours? Most of the time, it was a relaxed feel. There were only sometimes where, like, there was a a lot of times, not a lot of times. There were only a couple times where guests they thought like they would get backstage access to things and but we don't do anything like that uh and kind of asking for more expedited access because with of course if you are more of a high profile guest we try and get those people in and out of the rides and the lines as quickly as we can because it affects their safety and you know guest safety and as opposed to you know just a regular Person rich person. Pay, yeah, regular yeah. rich person yeah. that has loads of money. Yeah. Uh, paying for it, and they just go through the fast pass lines, and they're always like, I want to pay for more and get on faster. Mm. But, which now, apparently, there is a tour. They just started it not too long ago. They do one a day where you actually get like super expedited access, and you get so much extra stuff. I forget what the name of that tour is now. You gotta wonder what that cost yeah. is. Yeah, Oof. that one was very expensive. I'm sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, this is just so fascinating to me to have somebody who can just share from the other side of what that's like. What is the most, this is kind of a fast, quick question too. Um, we'll move into those final questions. Yes, we're moving, we're Starting moving into with the Kelly's. final Yes. What is the most sought after attraction to work at as a cast member? Ooh, that's a good one. That was a good one. Um, I know if I wasn't in Tomorrowland, I wanted to work Jungle Cruise. I mean, it has to be such a blast. Yeah. Do they get paid a little more since their job requires a little more than some other cast members? For spieling, if I remember correctly, for spieling attractions, so like that one and Storybook, mm-hmm. and then ones where like Monorail, you're, you know, it's fast paced, you're actually driving something, you do get a little extra, but it's not like, you know, a crazy amount extra. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to guess John O'Chris since you like the dad jokes and that's like, yeah. a, that's the main that part of that. That was for me. Yeah. Um, I think it depends for other people like Space Mountain was one. So if you were working in Tomorrowland, you would have to know a couple attractions before working Space Mountain. And then that one was just like, go, go, go. And I was more of like a chill, relaxed person. So that's (laughs) why I went to monorail instead. Sure. Um, we do like to ask if hypothetical situation, you went to the parks, you've been there all day, you're on your way out of the parks, you're like tired, but you see, get a little notification on your mouse app or whatever it might be, 10 minute (laughs) minute wait, 10 minute line at fill in the blank ride. It's gonna stop you from being like, oh, I'm tired, but I can, I got one more in me, I gotta go. Like, what's that ride for you? Well, Disneyland, honestly, I'll go on anything. Like I would used (laughs) to go till close. Yeah. And especially being a tour guide, like I've been on all the rides and we were able to go on all the rides with Mm -hmm. everybody. So that's fun. If someone is down before leaving, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's go. Like literally anything. But over at Disney World, like Flight of Passage. That's hands down. I feel like that's the right answer. I've never been on it. I love Flight of Passage. Yeah. I'm going to force you to answer at Disneyland slash California Adventure. What is your favorite attraction Ooh, favorite attraction okay so then i'm gonna do one for disneyland and then one for california adventure deal okay okay okay, okay. um probably california adventure i'd say incredicoaster just because i love roller coasters yeah faster the better and then disneyland hmm let's just go peter pan oh okay yeah. 
That's a great choice. Always so sweet and fun. Um, My last question is, um, and this is going to be, give yourself a second to think about it because there's a lot of stuff you could pick from here. Um, But like, if you had to change one thing about the park experience, particularly Disneyland, since Mm -hmm. that's kind of where we are right now, um, it could be like, bring Tower of Terror back, or it could be like, shorter (laughs) lines at the churro place. Just like, there's like one thing that you would like to change as someone who goes, not actually someone that worked there. Like for um, your own experience, what would you what would ooh, you have? As someone that was worked there as a tour guide, I'd say make the walkways bigger. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's good to know. I like, yeah. I like hearing uh, both. Because yeah. especially walking through Fantasyland, yeah. like on a busy day, don't do it. Yeah, it stresses me out. I yeah. I try not to go to Fantasyland until nighttime mm-hmm. because it totally freaks me out how crowded it gets back there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's sure. pretty insane. Ooh, but as a guest, I'd say I don't know. Yeah, make it bigger. More space. Sure. Because, like, yeah. Disneyland is so small. <laughs> but it's crazy to think that, like, Disneyland has more rides in it than Magic Kingdom does, even though it's smaller. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I read that recently. Um, and I was like, that's probably not true anymore. So I'm surprised. But, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But Magic Kingdom is so big. You never feel claustrophobic. Um, There's so much space over there. Yeah. Where, like, it doesn't matter what time of day. If you're entering Adventureland, you're going to hit some kind of, like, funnel of humans yeah oh yeah disneyland specifically yeah Yeah. disneyland is so adventureland is oh my god the whole park is just so small and condensed yeah yeah actually you know what i take that back remodel tomorrowland done Mm, okay give it what she deserves what does that look like to you Ooh. oh too far too far (laughs) probably not like all things uh star wars because that's what like apparently everything is going towards now but more of like actual space and space travel and i love that idea yeah how about you know tomorrowland why not like living on mars themed sure that's what we're aiming for right i don't know there was a a time where they thought that was more what tomorrowland was going to become when they were doing a remodel in the nine eighties 80s or 90s bring back rocket rods there you go (laughs) (laughs) kidding cool Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming and telling us all of the things. Of course. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. It's great to get an insider's perspective. Yeah. Anytime. Especially when you work with all the people. (laughs) So many people. All the crazy guests. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything that you would like to like plug? Are you trying to like grow your Instagram account? Not necessarily, but I mean, if you want to come and, you know, follow me at Victoria Castro underscore on Instagram, even though I don't really use it and I only really post my cats. Perfect. Uh, If you like cats, go check her out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. She's so cute. She's great. I, you you two are, uh, I was like, all right, they'll they'll have fun at Disney together sometime. (laughs) I I love getting to hear just some of the inner workings mm-hmm. and how everyone who is there on the daily grind got into Disney in the first place. Like what made them want to work there and stuff. Yeah. And I, and I will say I brought this up towards the end too, but one of the things that I really liked was like, you know, it does seem like despite everything, if you go into one of these Disney programs and you have a place that you kind of want to get to, it seems like the people that are there want to help you get there. And I think that that's great because it's not, you don't run into that every, every place, especially these days. It's just like, well, no, you're here to do this job. We're going to burn you out at it and then go find something else. I don't care. Um, it seems like Disney at least is trying to help people get where they want to go. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I really enjoyed just the honesty too. Mm -hmm. That is something. And I mentioned it in the interview, but like there was a guy who had been working there since the 70s and he was doing, he was working at um, World of Disney mm-hmm. and he had this really crazy story and his like wife, all that's where he met his wife at the parks. And I was like, I would just love to share your story. Can you come on the podcast? And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. And he's like, even if it's only saying positive things, like I just can't chance it. Yeah. And I've found that a lot. So it was really cool to have someone who could just. Yeah tell honest stories and what it's yeah. like from that side yeah so we really appreciate you coming on victoria yes and we thank hope everybody you. enjoyed listening yeah um if you enjoyed listening we're getting into the holidays so uh sorry for a little bit of the less frequent uh episode situation going on but we're working it out we're working yeah. it out it's travel just, it's tough it's been a little rough um but very excited for some episodes we have coming up and of course for you to hear i'm um, thank you for listening to this one um 
and um, make sure to keep up with us, especially on my Disney World trip. I want to share it with you all. Yeah. So please. Follow on Instagram. Yeah. You can follow us. First of all, everything is on sliceofdisney.com, but you can follow us on social media at Slice of Disney on Facebook and Instagram and Slice underscore of underscore Disney on Twitter. Yeah. And again, everything's on sliceofdisney.com, but you can go check out our Patreon if you would like. We do a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, we're actually going to release like a particularly positive episode in the next couple weeks. So make sure not to miss out on that one because it won't be hard to do at all. We'll see. <laughs> no, we, we just felt like we were, we had messaged our patrons um, and we were like, sorry for a lot of negativeness lately. Uh, just there's a lot going on at the parks, guys. I don't a little bit of a moment. Will, did you see that Bob Chapek was supposed to be at D23 and he, he was going to give, like, you know, the opening uh-huh. thing, and he didn't. I did Because he was scared of being booed. Yeah, well, that, it's probably a good choice. <laughs> good, good choice by him. And, that, well, he said he had prior obligations, but it turned out that prior obligation was a party at Bob Iger's Brentwood House. Well, if you have any invites to parties <laughs> at Bob, Bob Iger's, Iger's house, house uh, you can also email those to us yes. at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. <laughs> Um, well, um, if you have any episodes that you want us to do, please, please reach out. We love hearing from you. It always makes my day. So, um, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. We hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving and spend, um, lots of time with your family and friends. And we're very, very thankful for you guys. So thank you for coming on and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.